Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Reality TV and Me. I'm your host, Kirsty, and this is our Married at First Sight Australian edition podcast. Look, if you are following along, we are up to episode, well, season seven, episode nine, and we're going to episode 12 this this podcast. Um, it's, yeah, it's a bit of a shit show <laughs> watching about four hours to five hours of these crazy people per week, but... I'm doing our, we're doing our best. Um, if you want to keep up to date with the cast, if you're just following along with written updates or you're following the James Weir 10-minute mini recaps uh, on Facebook, a good way to keep up with their fate, put the faces to the names, is just following them on Instagram. It's just at maths, M-A-F-S. So that's the Australian one, so that's pretty easy. A lot of people have been asking me, um, for those located in the U.S., to watch it, you can watch it on a website called therealityarchive.com. I believe it's free to watch there for uh, the first month, and we're only in week three, so you could still catch up. You just have to basically quit your job to just watch maps to do so. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, finally, for Aussies, it's on nine now, uh, Monday to Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. and on Sunday at 7 p.m., Look, I'm joined by the gorgeous and talented Demi Lynch today from the Nasty Woman Club. Demi, thank you so much for doing this with me. Thank you so much for having me. It feels really, really weird being on the other end (laughs) of the interview, like I must admit. So for other listeners, Demi has her own podcast, the Nasty Woman Club, and definitely go follow it if you're not already Uh, in your favorite podcast app or on Apple. She's also on Instagram and on Facebook. She's doing the Lord's work with this show. It's just phenomenal. Um, It's largely largely feminist-focused, which, you know, is what I'm all about. She has a particular interest in body acceptance, LGBTQI community, um, equal rights, all the good things and anything that's Lizzo inspired basically oh, yeah. <laughs> Queen oh, Lizzo I think she's taken that like Queen Bee image off Beyonce and I'm all about Lizzo right now she is like my goddess yeah she is literally everything and you want to know a fun fact I found out about Lizzo only a few weeks ago tell me her and I share the same birthday. Shut your mouth. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to brag that for the rest of my Hell life. Hell yeah. yeah. That is the sign. That means that means her and I connect. We are, yeah. Um, wow. If I ever meet her, I will meet her. That's a mission one day. I'll be like, you and I share the same birthday. So we're exactly. That's so good. What what birthday is that? What's the date? April 27. 27. So we're both dangerous Tauruses. Woohoo! Well, I share a birthday with um, Gordon Ramsay, so that's almost as cool. (laughs) Excuse me, he is legendary. I adore that. I love him. He's a little he's a little grumpy, but I like I like the texture of his forehead. It's like (laughs) it's like noodles. (laughs) <laughs> I never heard someone compliment someone's forehead before. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's so in like this Botox culture, which I have to admit I subscribe to. He's just refreshing <laughs> for me to look at. He's like one of those dogs, those like rumply dogs <gasps> with the saggy skin. And I just love it. 
Oh my god. <laughs> now I'm never going to be able to look at him the same. Oh my god, like, I hope he doesn't listen to this podcast and hate me. <laughs> <laughs> All the Gordon Ramsay fans going after you. You can pet his forehead to the noodles. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. So shall we talk about these crazy people? We have so much yes. to get through. Yes. Um, so episode nine, look, we'll just get into it. That was the commitment ceremony. Uh, and mm-hmm. basically everyone stayed. It was pretty low key. The only two couples that were sort of had a little bit more to talk about was Tash and Amanda and Poppy and Luke. Um, yeah. So Poppy decided to stay after all, but that didn't last long. How no. how do you find her? Because she, she's rubbing a lot of people the wrong way. Mm. Look, I get it. You miss your kids. And, like, when you're going on a reality show, like, she's obviously never done it before or left her kids. And, you know, it's this whole new experience. And, you know, I get it. Like, she wasn't expecting she would miss her kids that much. Mm-hmm. But... I just feel so sorry for Luke. I just adore that man. And how much and also how much he loves elevators. Like I think the true love what? story is him. <laughs> What are you he, talking about? He loves, he loves his lifts. Have you not seen how excited and clips he gets excited about elevators? Like whenever he's in a lift, he just gets so excited. That must be something that I have tuned out during because <laughs> Oh, my God, I have realized this, and now he won't get to experience that excitement anymore because he just got so excited every time they were in a lift. He's just like, oh, my God, this is so great. We're in a lift. We're in an elevator. He can just go ride the lifts at a supermarket or a shopping center. (laughs) He'll be fine. Yeah, just go to to Westfield, Luke. Go to your elevators there. You'll be right. Well, I felt the same way. I really liked Luke, and I felt really sad for him. I felt like he, you know, drew the short straw. Mm. Until I read something Poppy posted on uh, the socials, and I'm going to read it now because it has changed my mindset a lot, And but I'm torn. Ooh. Okay, so it's a little bit long, but I'll read this for everybody. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> this is from Poppy. Thanks to everyone that actually knows me for their messages of support. I've obviously be ha- been happy. I'm obviously being hammered by media and trolls right now. I haven't watched the show. I refuse to. I understand people are reaching, uh, sorry, are reacting to what they see on TV, but they see 1% of what actually goes on in the show. A commitment ceremony, for example, goes for 15 hours. You see one. Our honeymoon was four days. They showed six minutes. I was matched with someone that cheated on his wife didn't live in the same state and wasn't dad of the year by any means, exclamation mark times two. (laughs) (laughs) The experts never even met him. What? Holy shit. That went over my head the first time. So I don't know how he even got on the show, but she wasn't happy about that because she put three exclamation marks. Oh. He was fake on camera and a complete dickhead behind the scenes. It was infuriating. I was there. I was uncomfortable with all the things about his about this person I was matched with that didn't add up. But I was told, sorry, changing page, but I was told Poppy on camera and off camera don't exist. That's in um, comment, uh, inverted commas. I was so scared. I was saying shit like this could work because they told me Australia was going to fucking hate me if I didn't. 
You have seen minutes of footage here and there of a guy on his best behavior because of his job. He was drilled by his bosses beforehand about how he had to behave. I couldn't say what was happening behind the scenes as it was too controversial. So let's just play her. I don't know. She's talking in a weird kind of, I don't know, the syntax is strange, but she goes, I couldn't say what was happening behind the scenes as it was too controversial. So let's just play her ugly crying and whinging over her kids. Fuck, I'd probably hate me too. From what I heard, that's all they play of me. Then she goes, why is Luke crying when I left? What really happened that he was crying over? You don't know because I wasn't allowed to say. It's too controversial. He's scared shitless. I will tell the truth. I was afraid to speak up, but fuck this shit. I'm going to tell everything. It's not what you see. It's what you don't see. Um, Go and ask Luke why I was so uncomfortable. And then like a thousand question marks. She's very fired up. Why the fuck did I really leave? He's petrified I'm going to talk. He knows he's fucked up. Those tears from him are for his reputation and job. Feel free to pass this around so he can be accountable. I'm not some whinging little weak person that is going to be silenced. I'm standing up for the fucking truth. Ah! Dang! I know. So... I don't know what to feel anymore. I don't know what to think. It sounds really bad, but there's a lot of people on online saying it's not true. I mean, at the end of the day, no one internet people don't know. Yeah. But I, I was in your camp. I was like team Luke 100%. But after reading Mm -hmm. that now I'm, I'm just like, okay, well, Probably for the best, she went home anyway. Whatever happened, they just are not good together. And I think that's clear. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, man, I was not expecting that at all. Oh. No. Oh, no, that's all right. You can <laughs> it's free range. <laughs> I, like, I, like, I, like how, I like how I was shocked that I swear. And then I said, oh, shit, can we swear? I was like, <laughs> No, it's all good when we're not live and also you can say whatever the fuck you fucking want. (laughs) So, yeah, that's um, that throws a spanner in the works. And, I mean, even in later episodes when they have the dinner parties, like they didn't even really mention that Poppy had left. It was just they were just gone. So that kind of tells me they're kind of trying to sweep something under the rug. But we'll see. We'll see if anything comes up. Obviously, right now she – can't say anything because I guess she's probably still under contract or NDA agreement or something. But mm. I don't know. Just like personally, I hope <laughs> shit comes out because I want to gossip about it. I'm so naughty. Yes, I want to hear what exactly is happening. So mm-hmm. I'm keen to hear. Yeah. So we can choose whose side to be on. Don't <laughs> <laughs> have to be so conflicted. Yep. All right. Well, then our next kind of big couple um is Haley and David at the commitment ceremony and I mean I truly didn't think they were both gonna stay but mm. they did he did and that's when we got that iconic scene from her just saying I'm a, such a good egg <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it felt honestly like that moment I don't know it must have been like a decade ago when Kim Kardashian was crying and then Courtney's just laughing at her face and Kim's like, why are you laughing? She's like, oh, this is so funny. It's so ugly. Courtney <laughs> it is, is so, so mean. 
It's so true. I love that I'm a good egg. I say that all the time. I always call people a good egg. I don't know if it's like an Australian thing because online a lot of people are like, what the fuck? Who says that? I'm like, I say it every day. <laughs> I had actually never heard someone say they were a good egg. So when you say it, I'm thinking, what if I missed? I am so confused. Well, now what I'm wondering why I say it all the time. <laughs> I remember um, I had a friend in high school and her dad would always call me a good egg. So I probably just like took it from there and ran with it. I've been saying it for the next 15 years. <laughs> yeah. Well, you Haley must have so much in common. Oh, yes. Well, unfortunately, we have more in common than I'd like to admit. But mm. look, he, go- he calls her a recovering uh, drug addict, which she doesn't take take too well. I think... That was pretty rough, but he's been pretty good with her the whole way and pretty accepting. So I sort of thought it was kind of a, I don't not a Freudian slip, but I think it sounded worse than he intended it to. But jumping ahead, um, these two really came to terms with Intimacy Week quite strongly and uh, mean they've connected in the bedroom. Yeah, what happened with that? Like, they were, like, <laughs> hating each other. And also, sorry, to re- re- rewind back, something I felt really uncomfortable with and mm-hmm. I'm annoyed none of the media has spoken about, how Haley was basically, like, clawing at his face and oh. he kept saying no to making out at the mm-hmm. commitment ceremony. It's just, like, what? Well, maybe the experts, maybe you should go in there and say something like, uh, don't force yourself to make out with someone when they clearly say, no, hun, no. I no, know. I, don't want I, I was thinking yeah. about that last episode and I um, – last podcast episode and I thought, like, if that had been roles reversed, if that had been a man doing that to a woman, that would basically destroy him because that would <laughs> just that, – that's it's, – it's a form of – assault and harassment i mean she drew blood with her talons (laughs) it's not okay so i really didn't think they were had any chance of making it back from that and also her comment about his finances but Mm. then uh i guess he got all his rage out in his kind of subdom sex expedition (laughs) sexpedition Because uh, these two were swinging from the chandeliers and glowing <laughs> for the entirety of Intimacy Week. I have never been so uncomfortable in my life hearing <laughs> someone talk about sex, hearing Haley talk about sex. I'm just like, I'm proud of you, girl. You know, are you sexuality? But at the same time, just like, I'm so uncomfortable and awkward and a prude right I now. I know. And him too, when he was like smiling ear to ear to the camera, he's like, Oh, we um, we just both kind of discovered we're not into vanilla sex, and oh, she's like, yeah, we had a disco between the sheets. I'm like, oh no, make it stop. Like I was, I was, I was the same as you. I'm like trying to be sex positive and happy for them, mm-hmm. and I'm just hiding my eyes behind my hand. I'm like, oh, your religious parents on their little farm are gonna see this and. They're not going to be able to show their faces at the corner store ever again. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yes. 
Now, I really want to talk about the fact how Haley has now all of a sudden become the new relationship dating expert, Dr. Haley. She's she's officially Dr. Haley in my books. I think she is probably... (laughs) given more advice than the actual experts themselves. I love how the experts are watching this dinner party from camera, um, you know, and they're all just watching her thinking, oh, God, she needs to stop giving advice. And she thinks that she's doing such a good job. She's like, oh, I'm helping so many people tonight. <laughs> like, no, girl, sit down. Oh. <laughs> It was so embarrassing. Yes. <laughs> oh, my favorite would definitely have to be, okay, babe, you just got to let it go, right? You just got to let it go. Our phrase is just let it go. And then all I was picturing was, oh, Elsa, frozen. Let it go. Oh. Let it go. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. It's all too much. Haley is yeah. just the gift that keeps on giving. She's so intense. Yeah. And look – you know what? In the, her own words, sometimes you just got to get your hair pulled. <laughs> oh, that little good egg. Yes. <laughs> yes, just have that on a t-shirt. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You, need, uh, you know what? Go yeah. them. They're happy. Whatever floats the boat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, and, you know, just keep it in the bedroom hey. and off my TV, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right. Well, let's have a look. Um, look, I was surprised both Tash and Amanda, specifically Tash, decided to stay during the commitment ceremony because they have had just a really rough start and it's not looking like it's getting any better. They're so disconnected. I mean, Amanda is trying, but Tash just is so disengaged by this point. Why is she still here? I don't get it. Like, she had the opportunity to leave. She doesn't want to be there. Is it, I mean, I keep asking myself, is it just to boost her social media following or something? I don't know. It seems strange to me that she didn't just select leave. Yeah. Cause Amanda doesn't, uh, Amanda does seem like she wants to give it a good hot go kind of thing. Yeah. But, and then and I think Tash is just like, you know, there's no chemistry you know, you can't force that type of thing. But, yeah, it's a bit – I'm just surprised, yeah, neither of them have left. I was so, so happy that Amanda was just like, I'm going to go in by myself to the dinner. You yeah, know? she looked bomb as well. She, like, wore her leather jacket, put on some deep red lipstick. She looked smoking hot. I have to give her that. Yeah. But, yeah, no, yeah, um, yeah Tash just wasn't having it. I mean, like <laughs> – Amanda wants to connect with Tash and in Amanda's own words, you know, she's a woggy girl. She wants to eat her, you know, barbecue meats and whatnot. Tash is a vegan, but Amanda's <laughs> trying. So she's like, well, why yeah. don't we cook it? Why don't we go shopping, cook a nice vegan meal together? And Tash, Tash is like, well, um, I just got my teeth whitened, so I can only eat white food for 24 hours. But I guess I can eat, like, a mashed broccoli, a cauliflower. I'm like, oh, Mm. my God. If I was Amanda in that moment, I would just, like, be like, kill me. This is (laughs) so lame. Plus, I don't know about you. I've had my teeth whitened a couple times. No Mm. one in the history of time has ever said to me, you can only eat mashed potatoes for the next 24 hours. Like, it's no coffee, no red wine, 
don't eat for an hour. That's it. You'll be fine. Like, calm down, Tash. You'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think she needs to appreciate the effort, Amanda. Like, I, no. I didn't. Yeah. And she just wants to, you know, relax, take a bra off, you know. Yeah, just- watch a movie, snuggle on the couch. I mean, that's that's the life goals right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, mm. yeah, no, I, I don't. Well, they arrive separately. I'm pretty sure they're done. We've got the commitment ceremony um, coming up and yeah. we see that a lot more of them are going to opt to leave this week. So I reckon that's it for these guys. Done and dusted. Yeah, they have to leave shortly. Like It's just not going to work. They're living in separate apartments, you know. It's just, yeah, yeah they've given up. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Let's get into, uh, okay, Connie, who is our aspiring marine biologist, kind of like uh, geeky and she has a bit of low self-esteem, but she's a really nice girl. And Jonathan, who's, I don't know, to me he's kind of like this hippie, um, kind of laid-back FIFO worker and – Look, they're a surprising pair to me. They don't seem like they would work, but they they do somehow. His biggest issue or her biggest issue with the relationship is that he's always on his phone. And he's full on, uh, in my opinion, a full-blown phone addict. Mm-hmm. And it's Instagram all the time. That would That's enough to drive anybody mad. Yeah, absolutely. God, yeah. Mm. And so her... Uh, idea on intimacy week is to take the phones out of the equation hers as well no phones just for the week and he gets so uncomfortable like it is palpable through the screen and he's trying to smile it off he's like yeah as if it would even be an issue (laughs) and he's like trying to figure out how he can I don't know activate his iWatch or something so he can still send messages or get those Google Glass <laughs> or something going on. He's panicking. Yeah. You know, I find so interesting is that there is the stereotype that, you know, women are always on their phones on Instagram and stuff like that. But what I love is that on this season, there are two men that cannot live without their phones. Who's the other guy? Um, Ivan. Ivan. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's he always working. Perfect- yeah, he's always working on his yeah. phone. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, I had – it's just like I really felt for her because he's trying to put it on her like, oh, she just wants all my attention and if I don't have my phone, then I can't – she thinks that all that attention is going to go onto her. It's like, well, you are trying to build a marriage first of all and yeah. also like I've had a relationship where I felt like my ex would constantly on his phone and it just shuts off any chance of – conversation between you you're not engaged there's no chance of being engaged there's no like Mm -hmm. like you're not even leading toward intimacy or sex or anything because you get into bed and you know as soon as somebody's on their phone it's like all right well shop's closed I'm like well I'm not gonna beg for your fucking attention so I get where she's coming from and she catches him on um intimacy week (laughs) sneaking his phone in the middle of the night I'm like oh (laughs) Come on, man. He's like like a heroin addict jonesing for a hit in the middle of the night. I just got to see that screen light up. <laughs> it was bad. It was yeah, really bad. Yeah. And they yeah, tried and to. 
could see that. Mm. Yeah, it was just full-blown addiction. And then they had this <laughs> awkward uh, life-drawing class where he's oh, so God. uncomfortable that he's just cracking jokes left, right, and center about the, the couple in front of him. She storms out. Yeah. Doesn't work out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was just a bit, uh, I don't know, you can kind of then see, like, the different maturity levels then when mm. you saw that. 100%, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, look, I don't know. I think there is hope for this relationship, but it's going to be a lot of work and a lot of sacrifice on her behalf. And I just, like, she called, said, you know, I wanted to marry a man, not a child. And I'm like, yeah, I feel that. I, she's going to have mm. to sacrifice way more than him for this to work. And I, it, and personally, I just hope that she doesn't because I don't know that that he's worth it. He's just yeah, not I mature really enough. Think it's mm, yeah. yeah. I think it's just going to fizzle out and, yeah, I don't think so. I think just the maturity levels in itself, I just, yeah. Yeah, they're just too different. Yeah. Um, nice and easy one. We've got our gorgeous Kathy and Josh, the oh. New Zealand uh, Kath- from New Zealish. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Kathy from New Zealand <laughs> and Josh. I like, obviously, these two are really sweet together. Um, they're just kind of typical Aussie bloke and sweet, pretty girl. They seem to have a really fun and cute relationship and good chemistry. Um, the only thing I'd add is that when we were lingerie shopping, she's like, oh, sometimes I don't even wear underwear. So, you know, buying lingerie, it's for him, isn't it? <laughs> Who doesn't wear underwear? You hear this all the time. Like people on TV, reality shows in particular, celebrities not wearing underwear who doesn't wear underwear i can't imagine anything worse even just the risk of a breakthrough bleed or i sneeze and i piss myself like (laughs) these are real issues (laughs) well to be fair on like say dirty 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 laundry day if you've got nothing to wear and you don't really want to like you know do the awkward like you know flip a room with the undies (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, I'm on team Kathy here yeah i guess uh, flip I them guess. inside out <laughs> turn them back to front you can wear them four ways <laughs> yeah sometimes doing that that many times you're just like nah nah i think yeah it's a break there no, it's I lo- not I for me how, yeah, i love how lovely i buy underwear i was just like oh this is this is special this is different yeah <laughs> but it sounds weird but when they were doing like all the it sounds really weird to say, it, but when they were doing like you know all the laundry shopping, mm. and even when they got into the weird spanking stuff, I was just like, "This is cringy." But at least I'm not uncomfortable as hell yeah. compared to Kaylee and David. It's so <laughs> true. It's not as cringy, and because yeah. you can see that they have a genuine connection and they're having fun. I think yeah. that I don't know what the difference is, but yeah, Haley and David, I was like, "Ooh, TMI." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whereas Kathy and Josh, I'm just like, if you two break up, it will literally feel like a celebrity breakup right now. Like, I will be oh, devastated. Awful. Yeah. 
Mm, yes. Um, well, one more kind of simple couple before we get into the shebang that was the dinner party. Look, I don't mm. have much to say about Chris, our youth worker, and Vanessa, um, who's our gal with the acne scars, and she's got low confidence about that. He's just yeah. spent the week in bed with the man flu, and she tries to kind of sex it up with a bit of a nurse's outfit. But, I mean, he's just like – sweaty and sick and clammy (laughs) this is so gross yeah they're kind of like the underrated couple like i think because there's so many other big personalities they're just kind of just like they fly under the radar yeah yeah like when i was like because i was i was trying to research to make sure i knew everyone's names Mm because i cannot remember there's so many people yeah and then when I saw Vanessa and Chris, I was like, here they go. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. Oh. oh, yeah, cool. All right. Yeah. I, yeah they kind of spy radar a bit. Yeah. yeah I always thing. forget about them. Um, yeah. Yeah. Look, let's get to the dinner party. We've still got, you know, our token elder couple, Michelle and Steve, and we've still got Ivan and Alex. But uh, Ivan and Alex are just kind of cruising along quite well. Um, I like them together. Michelle and Steve, they're a shit show. <laughs> <laughs> I just really I just oh, yeah. really want to get to this dinner party. So we've got Stacy, who's our lawyer and single mom, uh, whose baby daddy was bikey gang, so she's pretty hardcore. Mm. And we've got Michael, who is the ice cube king. He gets to the dinner party. He's even pre-planning the pots he's gonna stir up. And it falls right in his lap because Natasha comes right over. She's our kind of sugar baby gal with Mikey, who's little baby face. And um, she comes right over, makes what I interpreted as a joke because Natasha and Mikey had been kind of joking around about the fact that, you know, they'd slept together finally. And he's been, you know, it's been a really big deal for him to – get to the intimacy stage he's not a very touchy-feely guy or affectionate guy but you can tell he's really really sweet um and she makes a joke to michael oh yes best 10 seconds of my life and michael is like oh my god i'm gonna put that little tidbit in my back pocket and plan to tell Mikey later that she is sex-shaming him, which is something I didn't know existed until this episode. <laughs> me neither. That was a new terminology. That mm-hmm. was like me discovering the term egg. I was just like, oh, this is new. I'm learning like a new language, some new slang here. Okay. Yeah. Well, the only worry there is that hopefully it's not replacing, you know, knowledge that we had before. Like I could mm. know maths, but I know – you're a good egg or don't sex shame me. So, of course, Michael. Yeah. I was just going to say, so, of course, Michael turns around and and tells Mikey. It's all very complicated because they have the same name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Mikey, Mikey is actually gen. I thought he was going to be able to laugh it off like they were when they were at the house, but now it's kind of in a more public domain, and he really, he genuinely gets very upset. Yeah, I was. I don't know. I'm really conflicted with my thoughts on this because, mm. like, I I do get it with guys, like how long they can perform. Like that is something they really care about and also you know as women yeah when we have 
sexism, yes, we do care about that as well. I don't know, I just... But if, if, if it was just Natasha talking to Stacey, it probably wouldn't have been a big deal because, let's be honest, girls tell their girlfriends everything. Yeah. If there's any male listeners out there... Be warned. <laughs> be living in fear. We tell them everything. So I think just because Michael was there, then because I think if it was just Stacy, I don't think Stacy would have been weirded out by it or anything like that. Well, I found it strange because I can I understand that if you know Mikey had been and to Natasha had been joking about that and it had been fine, and then he took it out into a public setting at the dinner to be annoyed. I get that. But what I don't understand is the overreaction from him because they filmed all of it on and put exactly. it on national television. Like Exactly. She said it in front of the cameras. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, ha, ha, ha. Hopefully we can get to 20. Like you just yeah. said it in front of the cameras. That's going to be showed to the whole world. But you're <laughs> angry that she told one of her friends and her partners like and so weird so that's why I was just like all right this is I just don't I don't know maybe they're at the stage where they've been filmed for so long that they really have forgotten that it is going to end up on tv but that to me was was weird and I still haven't kind of wrapped my head around it Mm, yeah then Michael picks a fight onto the next one with Steve. Now, what happened there? I'm just searching through my notes. He says something. I guess they just haven't been getting along at all, really, from the start. There was some small comment that Michael, that Steve had taken out of context or taken, you know, over the top from um, my, from Michael. But it was something about a kiss, like on the wedding day. Oh yeah, because um, because yeah. Michael said he would never, he would always kiss on the lips or something, and Steve was like, mm. no, no, you can have a kiss on the cheek. Did he kiss Michelle on the cheek at the wedding? I couldn't remember that. Yeah, I can't remember either. Yeah, but I think mm. I think Michael's point was just like you know, like he would kiss, he would kiss on the lips at the wedding just so. I don't, I don't, I don't know what his reasoning was, but I, I can understand. I can. At the time, I could understand, like, oh, okay, maybe Steve is taking it, you know, consent-wise, which, you know, I appreciate his thought on that. But then when he was talking afterwards, the way he was talking and talking to Michelle, I was like, "Uh, don't you go playing the shining knight in the knight in shining armor. Like, exactly. You know. mm -mm. I completely agree. I had the same thought. I'm like, oh, okay, well. You know, in uh, I also watch Married at First Sight American, and a lot of those guys are like, when they say, you may now kiss the bride, a lot of them go, you know, may I kiss you? And I'm like, yes, that's, you know, consent, yay, teach our boys. <laughs> teach, mm-hmm. teach these young 30-year-old boys consent <laughs> rules. And I'm like, okay, yeah. great, awesome. But he's not coming from, like, I thought the same at first, but the way he is shutting Michelle down anytime she – peeps up or dares to have an opinion about anything is so rude and so narcissistic. I was just like, okay, no, you are not, yeah, the knight in shining armor coming to save all of us delicate women. Like, you're a prick. Yep. I'm not buying into it. 
I hated how he just kept shutting her down. Like, at the beginning, the four of them were just having a conversation. Michael, Stacey, and Steve and Michelle. They, they, four of them was having a conversation. Mm. So, I don't know if he knows this, but when you have a conversation, you let everyone add their little, their little bit in kind of thing. Like, it's not just, you know, one person talks and everyone just listens in. Yeah, exactly. Like, and I think I think at some point she was actually going to stand up for him about the topic they were just talking about, but he's just like, "No, nah, I'm talking. No, nope, yeah. I'm talking. You're interrupting again. I'm talking." It's like, "Oh, you rude, you yeah. naughty, naughty man." Yeah, yeah, no, I don't like him. I don't like him at all. He has a really nasty streak, and she seems really sweet and genuine. So I I don't think that was a good match, and I hope she finds someone lovely that isn't him after this. Yes, I want her to find someone that wants to go out with her, do fun things, let her talk, because she's so lovely. I adore her. I just want... I just want her to find a nice, happy, loving partner. Me too. I want Michelle to succeed. Yeah. (laughs) Because she actually seems like she came onto the show. For genuine reasons. Looking for love. Yeah. She just seems like such a genuine person and is really looking for that, you know, someone to be her best friend kind of thing, her best mate. And... Steve is just, I think, just stuck in the 1950s. He's just stuck in his own way. Doesn't want to do anything that he doesn't want to do. Doesn't won't clean up. Won't clean up dishes. Ugh, that's Can't so. Do that. I bet. I don't know if he has kids or not, but I bet he, if he does or if he did, he would never clean a nappy. He'd be that guy that's like, oh no, that's the woman's job. Yep. That I'm just making bad. accusations because I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for agreeing with me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it shall be really interesting at the commitment ceremony mm-hmm. if he's going to be coming up with any excuses or anything like that. But I'm really intrigued on that. But, All right, so uh, who do you think is going to stay or leave? Who's a, like ooh. a shoe-in for you that they're definitely going to stay? Okay, well, I thought Kathy and Josh were, but mm-hmm. then I saw the ad and then Kathy gets upset. Oh, and yeah. now. I'm really sad because I will break my little little heart if they leave. That's but, right, because she was jealous over the way that he was socializing with Haley at the dinner party. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But Spanner surprisingly, who I think is a sure thing to say yes is Alex and Ivan. Mm-hmm. He has matured so much in this past week. Like a week ago, yeah. he was the shit stirrer of Lot, which has now been that title was now given to Michael with his wooden mm-hmm. spoon. He was the shit stirrer. He didn't know like when to stop talking, but she has helped him mature so much. Like I think she makes him become a better person. Like, I completely I, yeah. agree. Mm. I really wasn't digging him for the first couple of weeks, but he has, yeah, he's matured and he's listened to her and actually taken that advice on board and changed things about himself. This mm. is the thing. People can listen or look like they're listening, but not change any actions. But he really yeah. has in such a short amount of time, he, he just really likes her and he wants to do better for her. And you know, it's amazing to see the progress that if you're committed in short amount of time, you can actually be a calmer, kinder person. And he acknowledges in himself, like he's, he, he called himself mischievous in the commitment ceremony last <laughs> week, which I think is such a great word, but he, yeah. he knows that that embarrasses her in a public setting. 
you know, maybe they can joke about things behind closed doors, but not, you know, in front of everyone. And he, he knows, you know, he said she calms him and challenges him. So they, he's obviously getting a lot out of the relationship. I hope she does too. It's a slower burn for her, I think, at this stage, but they seem into each other. Yeah, which is really nice to see. Yeah. But what I'm really hoping to see, if we have some couples leave, will that mean we will finally see Liz? Oh, I want yeah. her back next week. Yes, because yeah. she's going to be an intruder. She's going to be where? She's going to be an intruder. Oh, my God. I thought you said she's going to be in Bermuda. I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, are we going to Bermuda next week? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she's going to be an intruder. Yeah, I know. Exciting. Yes. So, um, yeah. So, if we see some couples leaving, I'm just, yeah, we we have to have Liz back on then. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, she, for the listeners, um, she was in last year's uh, Married at First Sight Australia. So, she had a, a bit of a shit show of a, of a man to contend with. So single again and obviously ready to not necessarily mingle, but jump back into this shit show. <laughs> Good on yes. her. Yes. What a brave really, woman. Yeah, I'm really intrigued. After the whole shit show last time with, what was her partner's name, Sam, and then Ennis. I need to, yeah, I need to, I need to see her back in the screens. Just, oh, yeah, absolutely. Okie dokie. So Demi Lynch, it's been an absolute pleasure. If you could just tell my listeners where they can find you and find the Nasty Woman Club to connect with and listen to, that would be amazing. So, yes, I produce the Nasty Woman Club and also I write for it as well. So it is a media platform and a podcast that's dedicated to intersectional feminism and woman empowerment so the podcast is a nasty woman club which you can find on itunes and spotify and then i am also on facebook and instagram with the nasty woman club so every day i write stories relating to intersectional feminism and also feel free to head to the website as well the nasty woman amazing thank you so much that yeah. was really fun <laughs> Yes, thank you so much for having me. Yes, I have let out all my thoughts now and I'm very keen on the commitment ceremony. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll be out in a few hours and we can get to the juicy stuff. Thank you so much. I will talk to you again very soon.